0: we do every single Saturday. on these airwaves, at least we try to one original show and this is it maybe two we can squeeze it out within the time allowed yeah that's for you Marilyn, every single Saturday on these airwaves my name's Casey Stee, the voice of your Valley, today feel like I'm doing the news. Today is Saturday, September 12, 2020. That's right. We made it through Labor Day. Believe it or not, who knows how the outbreak's going to go. That'll be next weekend when we find that out. What is it, 14 days later? No, I guess it'll be a couple more weeks, the 21st. We should find out if we're all going to die because uh, that's if we don't burn to death. Have you seen those wildfires up there in the Sierra? Well, really all over. Oregon. Oh my Lord, I can't believe, they, they haven't even gone in to, to pick up the bodies, haven't I mean, gone in to pick up the bodies, it's really, it brings back a lot of uh, memories for me from the Dettweiler fire in 2017, July of 2017, we talked about that uh, in July of this year, about, you know, the anniversary, three years, and it's like it was yesterday, especially this time of year in the summer, you go up there, the... Brown grasses everywhere, the dead trees, the deadfall, the you know they they try along the roadways, the access points, you know they make an attempt, but just out there in the general landscape, my word, when those fires start, Of course, we were able to blame p g and E, Pacific Gas and Electric uh, a couple of years ago, I think it was the year was it the year of the Weiler, the seventeen, eighteen. Campfire destroyed the town of Paradise. Became an oxymoron when you saw the destruction, the loss of life, and PG&E did have some responsibility. To not, let me not lessen it, but it just goes to show that Mother Nature, with the lightning strikes that happened those that uh, one weekend with all these uh, the complex fires they call them because it's a series, a complex of fires. Those are still going on. And then the, uh, inf- the uh, terrible situation up there, the Creek Fire that exploded over the Labor Day weekend. When we talked last Saturday, who knew? Who knew? Something that started out literally a, a snag, I think is what I read in the paper on fire. Just a, a, a small branch, a, a little, and again, debris. And it just exploded, just expound. Uh, maybe going to be one of the largest fires in California. And the loss of uh, structures, the loss of property is just devastating on the nightly news. I, I don't even like to watch it, quite frankly. The scenes are eerily similar. All you have to do is turn down the volume. And you don't know where. it could be Oregon, it could be Washington, it could be Nevada. It could be California on the coast. Of course, we heard about the firefighters having to deploy their fire shields. Some critically burned over there in, uh, along the coast. Reminds me of the firefighters, the hot shots, I believe they were called, that lost their lives. In Arizona, not that many years ago, very similar situation, a wildfire overran them are trying to make their way to a, a road, to safety, to a ranch. They could see it. They went down into a a little draw, and that's the fire overtook them before they could come back up the other side. It was just, just horrible. And now we have our governor. Governor Newsom, uh, he's impassioned about this. And who does he blame it on? No, not the lack of mismanagement. Remember when President Trump a few, what was a year ago, I think after the campfire, uh, kind of a debrief walkthrough said, uh, you know, we need to clean up the forest. We need to, I think he used the term rake the forest. Boy, did they rake him over the coals literally for that. The other side, the people that hate anything that comes out of the administration for the last three and a half years, any reason to disparage, any reason to throw rocks. And, and that was one comment that folks seized on here in Cal. Well, you can't rake the forest. Come on. You know, Trump blames us. You know, a lot of these forests are national forests. Well, you have to realize it's just like sending in the National Guard. You uh, you need to be invited. It's better to be invited. That's why you see the unrest in these cities. Uh, they don't want to they don't want to solve the problem. And here in California, you know, I'm just going to cut right to the chase, my friends. There's a lot of folks, a lot of folks in power that don't believe people should be living up in the Sierra, up in the foothills, up in the mountains, up in the timber. That should be uh, turned back to nature. There should be no encroachment of humans, no septic, no wells, no nothing. And a lot of folks see this as an opportunity to implement those plans. And Governor Newsom, his impassioned comments on climate change, I'm reading from an AP article out of Sacramento, denouncing the quote-unquote ideological BS of those who deny the danger and vowing Friday yesterday to accelerate, accelerate the state's already ambitious goals for reducing greenhouse gases. Newsom spoke against a backdrop of ghost like trees and ground covered in snow like gray ash left by the deadliest of the record-breaking fires that have charged huge swaths of California in recent weeks. Newsom said, our governor said the data, now this, (laughs) I don't know what his degree is, but here it is. He says the data is self-evident. Sounds like the preamble of another document, doesn't it? We hold these truths. Anyway, the experience that we have in the state of California just underscoring the reality of the ravages of climate change, he said. And this is only only as Newsom could speak, this sentence comes out. Mother Nature is a is Mother Nature is physics, biology, and chemistry. She bats last and she bats one thousand. That's the reality we're facing. The smash mouth reality, this perfect storm the debate is over around climate change. So there you go. The governor of California, what are we, the eighth, ninth, I know we're falling, largest economy in the world, not the nation, my friends, the world. He's made the declaration, the debate is over around climate change. So we're going to go full speed, accelerate the state's already ambitious goals for reducing greenhouse gases. As you know, we have the Carbon uh, trading, what the carbon auction, cap and trade—unbelievable. That's been a business killer. But we're not going to look at the mismanagement of the forest. We're not going to look at the at the banning of logging, of grazing. We're not going to look at that. No, the debate's over, folks. The debate is over. Now, two Republican state lawmakers who represent the Northern California region where Newsom spoke countered, this means they disagreed, that the governor is, they say the governor is using climate change as an excuse for years of failed policies by fellow Democrats, because you know who was in charge before Gruesome, right? Before Governor Newsom, that's right. Jerry, Governor Moonbeam, that's right. You folks, unbelievable how our memories fade. He was... In the saddle once, we didn't get enough. No, no, no. Let's bring him back. So uh, the, the, the governor is using climate change as an excuse for years of failed policies by fellow Democrats who control nearly all aspects of California government. And I don't know many that they do not control. As you know, it's a super majority. I believe it's still a super majority. I know one got bounced for some. Some hanky-panky up there in the Assembly. I I don't know if they lost their supermajority over that person leaving. But uh, might as well be. I I don't even think they uh, send us the staff reports, send the conservatives, send the Republicans, the staff reports anymore on a a lot of these issues because they know how they're going to vote. And again, the, the debate is over. The debate is over. The state's former governor, Jerry Brown, who championed. Combating climate change said Friday in an interview with the Associated Press that the massive fires in the West may get more people thinking about the role of climate change as they cough and choke on this terrible air. But he said it won't change the minds of those who view global warming as fiction. Brown went on to say, this is not enough, but don't worry. We're going to have this over and over with hurricanes, with flooding of subways in places like Florida, New Orleans, and Texas. The weather is changing, and human beings can't snap their fingers and tell the weather don't change, said Brown. Well, wait a minute. I thought that's what we are doing. I thought we are going to snap our fingers, get off the fossil fuels, quit putting the carbon into the atmosphere, and everything will change. Brown, who left office last year and now serves as chairman of the California China Climate Institute at the University of California, Berkeley. Great institution of learning. The weather is changing, he says, because of the chemicals that human beings are putting into the air all over the world. Do you know what kind of chemicals are being released, my friends, in these wildfires? Again, I've been through a wildfire up there in the Detweiler burn, and uh, you talk about service after the sale by our government, I was amazed, amazed that for literally months later... People were coming on the property, taking care of things, doing erosion control. There was one person from Department of Fish and Game, Fish and Wildlife. There were so many agencies, I'd have to go back through my notes. And I I asked, I go, what are you here for? He goes, well, Casey, we don't hurt the dirt or squish the fish. because I live in an area or have a property in an area above a watershed for Lake McClure, Don Pedro, McSwain the water flows downhill you know it's a, it's amazing it's kind of like those little diagrams in school you know the evaporation the clouds the rain it flows down into the valley we grow things i mean that's the way it should work so when you have a fire of that magnitude that releases all of these these uh, volatile organic compounds these toxic things that burn people's homes and metal that are released into the soil because you know what's going to happen <laughs> You know what's going to happen in a couple of months? Maybe a shorter period of time? Rain! That's right. This is a predictable cycle in California. We see it in Southern California all the time. The fires come, and then come the rains, and come the erosion, the floods. But when we have watersheds where we get our water, you know, the uh, Fryant, the San Joaquin River, I'm trying to think what's up there, Shaver Lake, Bass Lake, all that water flows downhill and picks up all of that Contaminated soil or the metals in it, the rainfalls, everything that's up in the trees. Kind of hard to dust a tree or what's left of it. Of course, a lot of the trees will have to be taken down. It's an amazing thing that's gonna happen. And yet we're gonna we're gonna just put up more windmills and think that's gonna go away. That's not the answer. We we need more forest management. We need more wildlands management. We need more responsible grazing to reduce, reduce the fuel load. If you notice these firefighters, the first thing they do when they go up in there, if you watch the news, again, all you got to do is turn the sound down. It's the same everywhere. They, they they clear the brushes, the limbs. They get all of the the low-hanging things that are going to catch on fire when it comes through to try to create a fire break. And that's what needs to happen again during the wet season. That's what you're supposed to do when there is no fire danger, so you can have your burn piles, have your slash piles. We heard it from John Swigard with the Merced Irrigation District when it comes to planning for water storage. The time to plan for a drought is when you have a flood. The time to plan for a flood is when you have a drought so you can prepare. And it's no different in our forests and our wildlands. I saw this up close and personal, real close, real personal. Three years ago, nothing has changed. I saw the anger. On some of these folks in the news, having lost everything, all their memories, everything they had, extremely, extremely upset. And there is somebody to be upset at, and it's not Mother Nature. She doesn't bat last, as Governor Newsom says, because we are in the game, and we just don't play because of the regulation of others, and it needs to change. But we're out of time for this first segment of Citizen Watch here on Saturday morning, September 12th. That's right, a new show. We'll be back after these messages. Open cockpit day, that's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Buddy Rogers out there parking cars, I think. I don't know what he's doing. He always volunteers out there. You know, for a, uh, for a seasoned citizen, he really gets, uh, really gets it done. Hey, this is uh, Saturday morning. Welcome back, Citizen Watch. 8 a.m., the 8 a.m. show. 6 a.m., we had a, uh, I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened. You know, they got me on uh, less hours over here. Due to the crisis, so we do what we can. I always try to bring you a, a little original something-something. We're doing that in the 8 and the 9 uh, to 9.30, the bonus half hour. Because there, there is a lot to talk about. I think I can get it all done, I think. And we are going to try to give away for a... Uh, well, we didn't do anything last week. But the Starbucks gift card, $10. I know it's not much. The week before, I didn't have any uh, anybody call. It's kind of sad. It hurt my feelings. Let's see. I did get a nice letter dated the first part of this month from a lady. She said, Casey Steed, Citizen Watch, just wanted to thank you for my Starbucks card. It finally arrived at the right address. This is the person I had a, our crack secretarial staff had put uh, the previous week's winner's number on the wrong street. Anyway, believe it or not, I got that card back in our mail system. So there's a, there's an example that shows it works. I enjoyed being a winner and listening to your show on Saturday. Thanks again, Darlene. That was very nice. Beautiful card. Spent the money to uh, put a stamp on this. Send it to me. Radio Merced. P.O. Box 551. Merced, California. 95341, which is our address. And you can also get a hold of us, me, the whole group over here. Which, let me tell you, it's not much. It's uh, us and a couple of glowing tubes uh at, uh PSA at Radio Merced. PSA trying to put this back in the envelope. Man, these little cards. How do these people do this? PSA at Radio Merced dot com. That comes right to my desk, believe it or not. Or if you really want to get fancy, it's casey.steed. Or period. I don't know. What are we supposed to say? Casey, period, Steed. At SMG National, all one word.com. That's the official company email. You know, we have these mandatory uh zoomy things we we have to do every, I don't know, once a month now. That was kind of fun. What else? Oh, I was talking about uh, the governor making the decision that, hey, it's over. The debate is over about climate change. If you can't tell that these forest fires, that all of these fires, these lightning caused fires, not PGE caused. That was a couple of years ago. All these lightning caused fires. We don't know what, what caused the Creek Fire. But all these lightning caused fires, that's, you know, it's global warming. And it's over. It's over. We can't do anything. The old governor who's working with China, you know, on their big global warming plan. You can imagine. You can imagine what they're doing over there, you know, uh, in China. Governor Brown, the California China Climate Institute at the uh, University of Berkeley. Which is right over there where we have a lot of research going on. Lawrence Livermore National Laboratory. Sandia. I'm sure they're not uh, they're not curious about what's going on over there, are they? Newsom was more blunt, Governor Newsom. I continue from the article because it's just fascinating to me. Newsom was more blunt, saying, uh, quote, unless we get our act together on climate change, not forest management, not wildlife management, but climate change, unless we disabuse ourselves of all the BS, second time he's used that, that's being spewed by a very small group of people, then the time to take action will be lost. Again, you can't let a crisis go to waste, folks. Let it burn. Let it burn. Why haven't we invested in firefighting apparatus, aircraft, more mutual aid? I don't know. Newsom noted that just in the last month, California had its hottest August with world record-setting heat in Death Valley. It had 14,000 dry lightning strikes that set off hundreds of fires. Some of that combined into creating five of the ten largest fires in the state's recorded history. And it had back-to-back heat waves stretching through the Labor Day weekend. California is already leading the the nation in lowering its carbon output, according to Newsom. But we're going to have to do more, and we're going to have to fast-track our efforts. The state's ambitious goal of using 100% clean energy by 2045 is, quote, is inadequate according to Governor Newsom. He said, we're going to have to be more aggressive in terms of meeting our goals much sooner. Again, that small group of people that just don't want to go along with the program, well, they're not part of that, uh, you know, our goals. He said the state must push to more quickly adopt electric vehicles and other non-polluting transportation and ordered the heads of his environmental protection and natural resources agencies to explore more changes to the state's industrial and agricultural policies there you go folks again let's not clear the brush let's not do what the hot teams do let's not do what the what the prisoners do that come out to help fight the fires which again he signed some legislation that a uh, little controversial there but no let's not do that let's build more uh, teslas that's the idea now those are green aren't they those batteries they're made of uh they're made of what balsa wood i mean that's natural no they're heavy metals (laughs) rare metals rare earth metals and guess guess where we get a lot of that from oh that's right china follow the bouncing ball folks newsom (laughs) god bless his heart newsom finally called for voters to unseat politicians across the spectrum Who deny the effects of climate change, saying he was just not criticizing President Donald Trump. So there it is, folks. If you don't believe, if you don't go along with the program, if you don't paint the street, you don't paint the street if you don't get down on your knees. Well, you have to be voted out. You got to be unseated because you're denying, you're a denier. Republican State Senator Jim Nelson and Assemblyman James Gallagher countered. Well, you talk about a candle in the wind, that'd be playing Elton John's song when those guys talk. That the cause of the recent devastating wildfires and electricity blackouts, ooh, we're going to talk about that too. We've meaning to talk about that for a couple of weeks. And the electricity blackouts, quote, is decades of bad policy enacted by Democrats, not climate change. They went on to say, the excuse of climate change cannot be used to deflect from the fundamental failure to address the fuels built up in our forests that are the cause of these devastating fires. These same misguided policy decisions have led to rolling blackouts in an energy grid that is falling apart. And that's so true. My friends, we just have a few minutes left in this segment. And I do want to talk about the, the third world conditions that exist here in California where we're on energy rationing. As you know, last weekend was a very hot weekend. Before the fires came, the uh, thing in the news, the, uh, the, the uh, alert, if you will, that was going to interrupt your holiday weekend, not was evacuating with the clothes on your back and watching everything you built be destroyed through mismanagement. No, no, no. The concern going into the holiday weekend, uh, Thursday, Friday, was it was going to be hot. It was gonna be hot. You know, that climate change, it was gonna be hot, and our electrical grid in the most developed country in the world wasn't gonna be up to the task. Now, fortunately, that didn't transpire as as planned. Uh, they were able to get resources from neighboring states with hydro power because again, the, the green energy, my friends, doesn't work. And let me get right into it. I have a tendency to wander. It's called the California Duck. You can look it up on Wikipedia or on the Google, whatever you want to whatever your platform is. I like Dogpile. It uh, aggregates all the platforms. Great website, great search engine rather. Anyway, look up California, the California Duck. Duck, D U C. And what it is is a graph that shows the production of renewables Solar and wind primarily because those are the most installed uh, infrastructure that we have and the load, the the usage. And what you find is you have a heavy usage at night about mm, six, seven, eight o'clock. I don't have the information in front of me. I was going to bring it in this morning, left it on the table. But going from memory, six, seven, eight o'clock at night, believe it or not, people get home. They start cooking. They start cleaning, getting ready for the next day, doing the laundry, whatever they do. And you have a tremendous energy usage. Well, the sun has set. Solar is not producing. It starts it starts uh, ramping down its output three, four in the afternoon when the sun gets over a certain area, especially when you don't have panels that track. So you have this tremendous production during the middle of the day when your usage is, well, it's not as great. So you have a big excess of power, and that makes the belly of the duck. And then as the solar drops out, the wind drops out, and you have to Increase your uh, base load, your your uh, hydro generators. You know the natural gas, the stationary load producing uh, generation points you have. It's hard to ramp those up and down. They're meant to run kind of at a, a steady speed. It's hard to ramp up a big power plant with turbines. It's it's not like running your car where you accelerate from the stop sign. Those things need to run at a constant RPM, a, a constant. Uh, flow, not so much a load. They turn, they turn them off. One, that's why they have three or four. You bring one, then another, then another. But each one runs pretty constantly, the same RPM, the same output. This, this is the way you run a power plant. Same way with hydroelectric. You have a uh, turbine gallery with four or five turbines. They may, or multiple turbines. They may not all run at once, but depending on the load, they may. But with solar and wind, you really are at the now, the mercy of Mother Nature as far as if the wind doesn't blow or the sun doesn't shine, and of course the sun doesn't shine at night, you still have use. How do you get this? How do you get this load? And this is why you see the rolling blackouts. This is why they have to shut down the grid because they don't have enough base load generation because we've shut it down. We've closed plants. We've closed almost all of the cold fire plants, the natural gas. We still have a few of those hanging on. Geothermal, that's green energy. They run pretty constant, again, steam through a turbine. But the uh, megawatt, the installed capacity is very, very small, relatively speaking. And this is where hydro, uh, where we get, you know, Boulder Dam, Hoover Dam, all these different hydroelectric projects from out of the state, within the state. This is what supplies the, the biggest quantity of our electrical usage. So now we found ourselves in a situation where we're going to meet these ambitious goals of going, quote, unquote, carbon free and not looking at hydro as one of those. As you know, the exemption of the megawatt capacity that was 10, uh, 15 megawatts, the water that flows through the turbines at uh, Don Pedro are not uh, the same as McSwain as far as uh, green energy. It's just it just doesn't make any sense or McClure, wherever the dam is up there. One's too big. One's not big enough. The energy is green out of one, not green out of another. These are regulations that are affecting why we have these rolling blackouts. It forces MID and the utilities that use the power from the bigger dam to buy outside of the area quote-unquote green power because that's not considered green. So now we have a governor that's determined the reason the forests are burning is because a small group of people won't get behind climate change and now or the the, uh, the man-made effects of climate change And now we're going to have to change the regulation, change the regulation on ag and industry to implement these changes just because he said so. It really does matter who you vote for, friends. It really, really does. The election is coming up, as you know, very quickly in November. We'll talk about some of the candidates on the ballot. But just look up California Duck as it relates to California Energy. The independent system operator is required to try to provide us power. This is one of the kind of standards of a, third, of a first world country to have power. We're not Argentina. We shouldn't have to have rolling blackouts. What are they going to do next? Cut off the water? Only have water, running water so much. To, I mean, you got to pump the water. So I guess that could happen. But this is crazy. Here in California, what we're doing, and we have a governor that's leading us to a road to ruin, Literally all you have to do is see the pictures in the paper recently of what's happened with these wildfires. And this isn't new. This isn't a new phenomenon. He's just using this as an excuse to try to pass more legislation and deflect from his own recall. We're out of time for this segment. Second segment in the can will be the third and final coming up. Stick with us through the break. My name is Casey Steed, the voice of your valley. I'm Merced's News Talk 107.3 FM, 1480 AM, KYOS. See you later. Just a minute. Watching a bleed for me. I wanna spend some time with you. Just the two of us. Here we are, Saturday morning. Just the two of us on Citizen Watch. September 12, 2020. After Labor Day, uh, now it's what, start of fall? (laughs) Winter? I don't know. Weather's been awful cool lately, which has been nice. My name's Casey Stee, the voice of your valley, if I didn't mention that. On Resed's News Talk, 107.3 FM, 1480 AM. Here we are. We're going to give away the Starbucks car. Try again, I don't know. Still going to go with the fifth caller at the end of this segment, 384-3323 or one 800 we will take the fifth caller. We'll get that mailed out to you. I want to thank everybody that's participated in the last few weeks. We are going to do a remembrance of at the uh, for the bonus half hour. We'll talk about some other things in addition to that, but uh, we did want to let folks know we... Never forget COVID-19 response. uh, Again, we talked last week about Nancy Pelosi, some of the other hypocrites uh, that just go out, do things in uh, violation of the rules, especially the ones they impose on the rest of us. Of course, we saw the Supreme Court this week. California Supreme Court hand down a ruling on Emanuel School, some of the private schools that are opening. What's interesting is that uh, some of the smaller school districts are going to be able to open under the cohort, the uh, application process. Here in our own county, Snelling, Legrand, some of the smaller schools uh, will be opening maybe later this month or the first part of next month, the way I understand, which is good. The private schools, as you know, they, uh, they went out on their own. Of course, here in town, we have Stone Ridge Christian doing basically the same thing. I understand that St. Paul's is going to have a cohort type situation starting. I believe it started this week. So again, it'll be interesting to see what goes on. But our public schools, I, I know they realize that they're struggling with this distance learning. It's not really going uh, as well as planned. There's a lot of a lot of uh, hang, a lot of hanky panky going on with the with everybody. Uh, it's it's just amazing. I was reading about one school district here in the United States where they're still running the buses. Because they don't want to lay anybody off. They don't want to have to give anybody any layoff notices. And I think that's happening here in the county of Merced. As far as I know, there have been no layoffs in any of the positions. I don't even think there's been a reduction of hours, a reduction of force. And yet the learning is not happening like it should. We've talked about the curriculum and how you're not supposed to take pictures of it. You're not supposed to look uh, in on your child. Uh, Really some draconian some draconian rules, and you know, I think this is making people realize that private schooling, private education, even homeschooling, without the uh, the virtual link to the school, is is better than uh, in, than what you're getting currently. And when they go back to the school, what what are they going to be learning? What are what is the experience going to be? Are the teachers even going to show up? So very very interesting. The remote learning, but uh, you can see the even the public school system wants to get some of these smaller districts opened up, especially where they cater to some of the more vulnerable populations, the uh, disabled developmentally disabled uh, population where they where they really need that education and it continues past just a, a typical senior you know 18th birthday type of thing. Some of these programs uh, go go much further than that. So uh, we'll, I think we'll be seeing some movement on the front, even though the Supreme Court decision went against Emanuel. Uh, and I'm sure they're going to probably appeal that also. As far as I know, they haven't shut down. Nor has Stone Ridge. The gift cards, the city gift cards, this is something I've been meaning to talk about. I, I find it interesting. This was a program that started, I believe, April, May. It wasn't June. It was, it was before that. And this was to give some relief to the city of Merced residents through a little Program. There was different talks, different amounts—hundred, fifty dollars. Came down to twenty-five per per household, uh, not per resident, but per household. I think there's nineteen thousand households, addresses, if you will, here in the city of Merced. And I, <laughs> the only reason I chuckle is uh, how long does it take? I mean, are we going to get these things by Christmas? Maybe I uh, Christmas twenty twenty. I just don't know. It. It. Uh, I understand the idea. I, some of the things the city did was really neat. You know, as far as uh, forgive some of the water bills or not, not necessarily forgive, but I think defer payment. You know, they weren't charging late fees. They weren't going to cut you off. You know, you weren't going to die of COVID and thirst at the same time. But this gift card program was kind of a over and above, you know, there was a lot of efforts there with the, uh, what was it? The, uh, the the PPP or the, I don't know what it was. This, this program that the feds came out with, with the unemployment and to the businesses, all of these different things. Well, the city had their plan with the gift cards, and uh, I guess now if you're a business, you have to sign up so that you're on a list. First, it was uh, you know any business in Merced that paid a, you know has a business license has a shingle hanging out. As long as they're in good standing, they could redeem the card. But uh, evidently, that they needed to have them sign up, and then the people are going to get a letter in the mail. It's my understanding, and again, this was in the Merced County Times a, a week or so ago. I don't know if it's changed because. <laughs> Again, we, we haven't seen them. Uh, they're going to have a letter in the mail. You're going to call. You're going to say, you know, I want to go to, well, let's say Denny's signed up. I want to go to Denny's. And they'll send you a code that you can use at Denny's. It's supposed to be immediate. In my understanding, the uh, vendor, the proprietor, when they uh, redeem this, they'll be uh, mailed their money or somehow their money will be dispersed to them uh, pretty quickly. I guess they went away from the car, the true, you know, like a little... A visa card, a prepaid visa, something like that. It's too expensive. There were some fees uh, that they're charging on these things. They're charging fees anyway, but evidently they brought them back. So, anyway, this prepaid uh, gift card, whatever you want to call it, and they're not, no, not a prepaid gift card. The, uh, the, the city gift card, a uh, redemption, I don't know what it's, a letter. They're going to mail out all these letters with all these codes. So, this will be a good test of the voter integrity, uh, the uh, ballot integrity to. See if people won't try to get in the mailboxes for that twenty-five dollar letter. But the uh, the thing the city is doing—they are handing out gift cards now, true gift cards. This is why I got a little confused. Is if you're wearing a mask, and I don't know who's handing out the gift cards. I tried to find out; they wouldn't tell me. I don't know if it's Santa Claus, if it's somebody dressed up like Santa Claus, if it's the fire department. I don't know if it's the police department. Who's handing them out? But. Uh, these are $100 gift cards. So if they catch you out there in Merced wearing a mask, and I assume it's within the city, probably a business downtown, I don't think they're knocking on your door. They're going to give you a $100 gift card. Now, they've handed out uh, 10 of these already, which, again, I had to do this off the air. That's $1,000, okay? That's a lot of money. So you would have to hand out, and I again, I had to break out the artillery But that would be, if they handed out $100 gift cards, that would be like $40, $25 gift cards. So wearing a mask may be a little more profitable to you than just being a resident of Merced during the COVID crisis. Because you're going to lose out on $75. Now, the real trifecta, the trifecta in all of this would be if you're headed out with your redemption code to Denny's. And on the way, you get stopped by whoever Santa is at the city. And you're wearing a mask. And they give you a $100 prepaid Visa gift card. Well, now, you are rolling in tall cotton, my friends. So anyway, that's just a little update on what the city's trying to do to lessen the impact. You know, besides the cooling centers when it's hot. You know, you take your dog down there to the Sandpipes room. But these gift cards, I just, you know... I mean, if you're talking about don't look a gift horse in the mouth, because it's taken a long time to run around that track. May to June, June to July, July to August. Here we are into September. I think the mayor is going to have this done under his under his watch. I know he... <laughs> I really, really think Mayor Mike Murphy's done a wonderful job during this crisis. And I know it was his hope, his, his sincere hope to get the sewer and water plan over the hump uh, as far as to the voters, to the public, have that done by the time he left. And unfortunately, that didn't happen. At least it hasn't happened yet. Hey, maybe it'll happen. Maybe it'll happen. Oh, yeah, I got the wrong paper. I wanted to... uh, We got a little time left in this segment. I wanted to talk about one of the uh, leaders here in the community that passed away very suddenly. Uh, I'm talking about uh, Richard Gibson. He was actually honored at the Merced City Council meeting Tuesday night. They didn't have one Monday, as you know, because of Labor Day. He was honored as one of the, I believe it was Volunteer of the Year, uh, people in the community, each district, uh, the six council districts nominated somebody. And uh, uh, Rich Richard uh, Edward Gibson, I'm reading here from his uh, obituary, born March 5th, 1946, in Astoria, Oregon. And he passed away... September 3rd, 2020, which was a week ago, last Thursday. Again, very, very uh, suddenly, uh, really, uh, really, uh, really, uh, really uh, a surprise to a lot of people. He was very involved in the community. He was a teacher, uh, did a lot of things. Anyway, he was honored uh, Monday night, or excuse me, Tuesday night at the uh, at the city council meeting. He was a delegate for Barack Obama at the 2012 Democratic Convention in Charlotte, North Carolina. 2016, he was a delegate for Hillary Clinton. He also served as the chair of the Merced County Democratic Central Committee. I, that, that's where I believe I met him when they opened up their office uh, at the start of the Obama administration. More, Most recently, he was elected to be president-elect of the California Retired Teachers Association, where over the years he, the years he has lobbied for social security fairness. Uh, Rich always said that politics was his sport. And his Super Bowl was an election, Rich would say, vote and vote Biden. And uh, something interesting uh, I found here in the uh, memorial, uh, the obituary, here in the Merced County Times on page two. And I'll just read it. You can donate toward humanity, empathy, and in honor of Rich by voting for Biden and Harris on November 3rd. Otherwise, make a donation toward mental health or environmental foundations that we will all need in the next four years. So that was an interesting uh addition to an obituary i i uh, hope that uh, folks will vote and uh, will vote their conscience and i, I uh, very sad that uh, mr gibson has passed away i know he was a big force again here in in uh, local democratic politics and also the community so a very sad uh, very very sad situation there Oh, let's see. We don't have much time. Let's see. Uh, the Senate bill, speaking of politics, we're going back to politics, I guess. The Senate uh, tried to get a mini relief bill across the line this week, as you know, or may not have heard. It didn't get a lot of press. It was it was voted down. Democrats uh, in lockstep did not even uh, consider it. They said it wasn't enough. Again, Nancy Chuck They're all holding out for this trillion-plus relief to the states that have mismanaged their finances for decades. And see, this is an opportunity to correct that on the backs of the federal taxpayer. And the Senate is holding firm. They did try to get relief to those that are affected, i.e. unemployment relief, small business relief, relief to schools, relief to the post office. But again, this was not enough. It's never enough. Again, they know more than you. They know better than you. They know what to do, and you don't. So the bill was voted down. I I don't think anything's going to happen. I was surprised it got this far to a vote. But nothing's going to happen until the election. We're less than 60 days now, less than, gosh, I don't know, getting less than 50, 45 days after next weekend, uh, closer to the election. There's not going to be any impetus to give any wins. And it's really both sides' fault, my friends. I, I. I know I'm a conservative. I defend the conservative line. But uh, really, the acrimony has become so great that both sides of the aisle uh, just have no desire. Remember that one State of the Union where they sat, you know, uh, one Democrat, one Republican? <laughs> I don't think you're going to see that at the State of the Union no matter what happens in November. But very, very disappointing that the, uh, an additional uh, help was not coming by the end of the year for folks. We're out of time for this segment of Merced County Morning News. Merced County. God, I always do that. Citizen Watch. I'll remember where I'm at. Anyway, here it is, Saturday. As I said, we are going to give away that Starbucks gift card. 384-3323. Call in. Call in soon. Fifth caller. And uh, we'll give that away. Thanks for joining us today. Hopefully, uh, you'll get uh, stuff done. Stay nice and cool. Our thoughts and prayers go out to... The firefighters, all the first responders, a lot of people from Merced working up there on the lines. Also, 9-11, never forget. We'll have a little uh, tribute on that after the break. We'll see you next week. I'm Casey Steed, the voice of your valley, on Merced's News Talk 107.3 FM, 1480 AM, KYOS. Bye-bye.